the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you're saved and you know it, then your life will surely show it. If you're saved and you know it, say amen. I'm sure you're probably familiar with that little Sunday school hymn that we used to sing as children years ago. It still rings true. That's the focus of our time today, as a matter of fact. The grace of forgiveness of sins. Let it flow. That's the title of our message. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. And indeed, if we understand this grace held out to us by God in Christ to forgive our sins, well, it certainly should flow out from us. The liberty and confidence that we have in His forgiveness taken from verse 7 of Ephesians chapter 1. Here's Pastor Jessica Stand and today's broadcast of Way of Grace. The covenant that God made with Noah was a covenant of what? Blessing. That which he made with Abraham is a covenant of what? You and I are partakers of the Abrahamic blessing, the Davidic blessing, right? So when we use the term blessing, we are using a covenant expression. You and I have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. Look at verse 4. The next thing you and I have, or rather are, is chosen in Him. Do you see it? Don't ever mock or ridicule or belittle God choosing you. It is a major blessing. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings. You are chosen. Now, verse 5 says this. You have been, look at verse 5, you have been predestined. That's number 3. And in verse 5, it also says that you are adopted. Do you see it? You have been adopted. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings. You are chosen of God. You are predestined. You are adopted. Guess what else you are? Look at verse 6. You have been graced. Do you see it? Now, where is it at, Pastor? It says, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He has made us what? Oh, there's your word. It's the derivative of grace, charise, and it means that God has shaped you and fitted you and qualified you to be in the beloved. That's beautiful, because you and I are a bunch of wretches. By nature, the last thing we deserve is to be lined up by God. But God has so made it in Jesus that you are now royalty because of Christ. He has fitted you for glory. You are accepted before God in the what? Watch this now. I'm what? Accepted. I'm what? Accepted. Say it now. I'm what? I'm what? That'll help your soul. Because there's a lot of things in this world and a lot of people in this world, and even your own self, that will not accept you. But listen, you have, you have made it through. If God has accepted you, you have made it through. You have made it, if you know, if you really know that you are accepted 
in the beloved. It doesn't matter who else rejects you. You are good to go. And when you understand how God has shaped you and formed you and made you and qualified you so that no legitimate argument can be raised against your right to stand at the right hand of God in Christ, you have been blessed. You got that? Here's another thing that you don't know that you have been in this text. Not only have you been graced, but our verse, which we're about to deal with, means you have been what? Forgiven. Verse 7 says, in whom we have redemption, the what of sins? So not only are we forgiven, look over at verse 13. You and I are sealed. See it? Sealed. I'm looking forward to unpacking each one of these points at a time. Because these are all old covenant terminology with rich, rich intraworkings of God by which you are made something you could not be made on your own. Now, you've learned a lot about yourself today, haven't you? We got a couple more as we close out the 10. I think I'm at the aid. We are sealed. That's number seven, rather. And then we are illuminated. Look at verse 17. We are illuminated. Verse 17 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Do you know Jesus? Then you have been illuminated. Now, I don't know if you know this, but not everybody in the world knows Jesus. And not everybody in the world has seen him in his glory. See, a lot of people see Jesus as a man. They see him as a good teacher, as a philosopher. But if God has illuminated you, you see Christ as the glory of God, as the second person of the glorious triune Godhead, as the creator of the universe, as him who holds all of the attributes of God in himself, which means you can never know the Father apart from the Son. Christ is glorious to us who has been illuminated, is he not? Yeah, listen, every time I think about him, he's glorious. He's glorious in everything he is, everything he says, everything he does. When he's just sitting there on his throne, he's glorious to me. His name is glorious to me. All his names are glorious to me. He is the epitome of God's glory. Does that impact you? See, when you're born again, Jesus Sweetest name I know. Sweetest name I know. No other name like Jesus. No other name like Jesus. No other name like the Son of God. He's glorious to you. There's one more thing then that he is to you and me. We are then, as we stated, not only illuminated, but Paul says we have been empowered. We looked at that at verse 19. Look at, that, look at it again. Verse 19 plainly says that you and I, have experienced, watch this, the greatness of his power towards us who what? <clears throat> right. According to the working of his mighty power. Here is something you got to figure out and work through yourself. How is it that the power of God is working in me? In what way is God's power working in me and towards me and through me? Because the problem largely is this. You and I are man-centered. And at the center of our manhood anthem is us. Now, here's what that means. You find yourself frustrated a lot because when you look at you, in all honesty, ain't much there. And here's the reason why. It's not about you. 
And God gives you faith in order to look away from yourself to God so that you can see and depend upon God to work in you the will and to do of his good pleasure. And biblical faith allows you to find your value in God and not in yourself. There are two kinds of churches in our world. Are you ready? A man-centered church where it's all about you. And then a God-centered church where it is clearly about God. And all the rest of us are simply beneficiaries of his glory and his blessings and his will. Now, you want to know the power that's working in you if you are a believer. You really do. You do not want to not know how it is that grace works in your life. And finally, the other stipulation is clear. We stated it. We are his fullness. So let me repeat these terms and move on to my point. When you understand that you have all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies in Christ, it means you are a heavenly citizen at the right hand of God, possessing the full inheritance that Christ has. You have been chosen. You have been predestined. You have been adopted. You have been graced. You have been forgiven. You have been sealed. You have been illuminated. You have been empowered. And you are his fullness. Now we need to work that through. Because I just found out something about myself I didn't know, didn't you? I want to know those blessings. Because to know them is to be able to operate in them. Now let's go on now and deal with what I want us to capture today in what I call Paul's exaltation. Because Paul is exalting in verse 6 and 7. Look at what they say. In verse 6 it says, to the praise of the glory of his grace. All of these categories that we've talked about, Paul says, are to the praise of the glory of whose grace? God. Wherein he has made us, remember, fitted, qualified, graced in the beloved. Paul is shouting right now. And he says in verse 7, which is our meditation now, in whom? Who is the whom, saints? In Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Point number one, the power that purchased us. See, Paul can enumerate all of the qualities that we have, but he has to first acknowledge there was a power that purchased you. There was a power that redeemed you. Notice how he puts it. We have been, watch it, in whom we have redemption through his what? Two words I want you to capture, redemption and blood. You and I are called the what? The redeemed. Is that right? Let me put it again to you. If you know God in the pardon of your sins, you know him as redeemer, you know him as savior, and you know him as Lord. If you don't know him as redeemer, you don't know him as savior. And you don't know him as Lord. Because in order for you and I to know him, he had to first redeem us. In whom we have redemption. Redemption. That's the concept of purchase. Do you know when something is redeemed, it's bought back. When a thing is redeemed, that means it's in captivity or held by our own by something. And then someone else pays the purchase price to redeem it back. You and I were held in bondage to sin. We were under the curse of the law. We were under the wrath of God. We were slaves of Satan. Do you believe that? And God redeemed us. Now that's love, isn't it? I mean, for him to even look upon you in your condition, 
and say, I'll pay for him. I'll pay for her. I'll redeem them. It's an amazing grace. I don't know if you know, but not everybody is redeemed. Not everybody's paid for it. Not everybody has had God to purchase them. Some folk don't want God to. Some folk don't care about redemption. Some folk love to be slaves of sin. Some folks laud that Satan is their master. Some folk poo-poo hell. Lots of people don't care about violating God's law. But God redeemed some of us. And he did it by an outstretched hand and a mighty arm. And we see it vividly fulfilled at the cross of Jesus Christ, where the blood flowed, where the blood flowed. That is the image we have on our PowerPoint, is it not? A lamb that was slain and the blood is what? Flowing. That's the purchase price that God paid for you for which Paul is rejoicing. In whom we have redemption through his what? Through his what? That's covenant language. There is no way for a covenant of blessing to be affected in your life apart from what? Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. The blood must flow. That's the doctrine that underscores the significance of the cross. If you don't believe in the blood, you can't be saved. And so here we have to comprehend five things in our outline under the power of the purchase. First, we have been purchased by the blood. Do you see that in your outline? We have been purchased by the blood. It's evident in our text. But would you look with me at Hebrews 13, verse 20 and 21? Briefly, I want to show you our redeeming shepherd. If you have been saved, if you come to know the grace of God in Christ, God paid an enormous price for you, and it comes under the term blood because the life is in the what? The life is in the what? Life for life. The only way you can live is if God gives a life, a kind of life, a qualitative life that can overcome your death and then maintain his life and then impart into you that very life so that you are partakers of the divine nature. That's the only way. Here it is. Now the God of what? that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus. So we see here the Father and the Son, do we not? Our Lord Jesus, that great what of the sheep? I love him, don't you? I lay down my life for my sheep, and I take it up again. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. And it's all because of the what? Blood. He says, through the blood of the what kind of covenant? This is my point. God forgives you through the blood of an eternal covenant that he made with Christ before the world began. Do you see it? Now, here's the impact of it. Verse 21. I want you to get it. The impact. Look at verse 21. I love my Bible. My Bible is clear. I just need to read it more. Is it clear? Look at it. That blood will make you what? That blood will make you what? Now, how am I going to get perfect when I'm so imperfect? The blood. Now, stay with me. Here's the point. The blood here is a synecdote or a phraseology that means through forgiveness, we get to enter into a relationship with God because the blood is the basis of forgiveness. Forgiveness brings me back in. And remember what we've been learning about forgiveness? A lot of things, haven't we? 
forgiveness becomes the framework by which a vital fellowship with God is retained. God keeps you in his presence because of the blood. You are constantly walking with God in fellowship with him because of the blood. Is that not true? And because of the riches of his grace that we'll get to in a moment, you get to enjoy God in the fullness of all that he has. So don't go anywhere. Stay focused. Get this. It starts with the forgiveness of sins. It brings you into God's blessings by which you grow and mature and enjoy God and fellowship with God. See, he saved you for fellowship. He saved you for fellowship. You want fellowship with God. Ain't no better partner than God. You want to walk with God. You want to talk with God. You want to do God's will. You want him to do what this text says, make you perfect. That is mature you, grow you up, bring you to full fruition. Watch this, in every good what? Now, did God save us unto a work? Yes, he did. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is a what? Gift of God, not of what? lest any man should boast. And he saved us, and he has ordained us unto good works, which he has prepared before the what? Foundation of the world. Is that right? So he worked in us as his workmanship in order that we might manifest his glory. We are his workmanship. But notice what it says. The covenant is the means by which God is maturing us in every good work to do his what? Working in you. Is God working in you? That which is well-pleasing, watch this, in his sight. Now, here's the means, through Jesus. See, that we have been brought all the way full circle back to the blood. Through Jesus, through Jesus, through the crucified Christ, by the blood of the Lamb, by the blessings that are in Christ, you and I are doing God's will, learning to do God's will, maturing in God's will, because the Father is working through Jesus in your life. Y'all got that? He's working in your life. Now watch this. To whom be glory forever and ever. What? Amen. Go back to our text. And let me quickly run through these four points. The power that purchased us was first purchased by the blood. And then the purchase was really the property that Paul describes in Ephesians 1.14. If God's means by which purchase took place was the blood, what was it that God purchased? He purchased me. Look at 114. You notice what he says in uh, 114, which is the earnest of our inheritance, that is the Holy Ghost, until the what? Redemption of the purchased what? Unto the praise of his glory. What is it that God purchased? A people for himself from every nation, kindred, tribe, and tongue. From the beginning of time, to the end of time. Do you know what they're called? His possession. Y'all got that? Are you ready? I'm God's property. Are you? I'm God's property. God purchased me by the blood of his son, and he owns me as his possession. Is that covenant terminology? Is it covenant terminology? Is this Old Testament motif? Is it not Exodus 19.4? Exodus 19.4 plainly says, I redeemed you, I brought you out, I delivered you on eagle's wings. Here it is. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, right? And how I bear you on eagle's wings and did what? Brought you to myself. Verse 5, here it is. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my what? There it is. 
then you shall be a what? Peculiar treasure unto me. That's what we are. Now, I know we're peculiar, and I don't have to persuade you of that. I know that. I know you're weird, crazy, jacked up, all that. But God sees a jewel around you for which before you even had a being, the Father purposed you. And the Son saw the jewel around you for which before you had a being, he said, yes, I'll go. And the Holy Ghost saw a jewel around you for which he says, yes, I'll retrieve them. See, the Holy Ghost is in the recovery process. He's the one that comes and gets you. We're all in recovery. Did y'all know? Raise your hand. I'm in recovery. I'm in recovery. I'm in recovery. Because the Holy Ghost hunts you down, shows you Christ, locks you up, and tows you in. Is that what he does? Because you are God's peculiar treasure. Now, see, you got to work on that. Because everything in the world and you yourself are denying that peculiarity. You don't walk in the fullness of the nomenclature and terminology of the blessings of God in yourself. Is that right? You tear yourself down. You dog yourself. You act like you have not been forgiven. You act like you have not been forgiven. You act like the blood has no power. You act like God's promises to cast your sins into the sea of forgetfulness do not work. You think God cannot forget your sins. You act just like you think God acts. But see, God knows how to forget your sins. How powerful is the blood. And I will remember their sins no more. Is that amazing or what? Listen to the covenant terminology. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 10. Hear it again. I want you to hear this because I want you to get a hold of forgiveness. Your attitude, your perspective, your witness, and your testimony. Your ability to recover from your sins more quickly is based upon you understanding forgiveness of sins. How many of us, when we fall, we wallow? And then when some saint comes along to want to help us up, no, no, I don't think I'm worthy of getting up right now. I need to do more penance. Right? Now you're helping God save you when God didn't have you to help him in the first place. Sunday morning school, right? Sunday school, right? Here we are now, helping God sanctify us. Like you have clean enough blood to wash away your sin. Like you can bring some to the table to deliver. Here you are trapped. And there's a key hanging down that God has been giving you that you won't even look at. Are we jacked up or what? When you should be walking in that forgiveness. This is what I said earlier. Forgiveness is a key for you to get up out of your mess and do what God has told you to do. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Hey, we got things to do. Get up out of that. Come on, let's go. Get up out of that. Quit wallowing in your sin. Quit. I paid for that. That sin is paid for. Did you get that? That sin is paid for. I know that's borderline heresy for some folk, but all my sins, past, present, and future, paid for. Paid for. 
I simply need to know how to walk in the riches of His grace, and I'm not even there yet. Studying God's Word that we might show ourselves approved, that we might come to a deeper love and understanding of God's amazing love for us in Jesus Christ. This has been Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. We are always delighted and grateful that you take a few moments to spend with us, that we might, again, study to show ourselves approved. And as we leave you today, we would also leave you with an invitation to join us for worship in person. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Pastor Jessica Stand and Grace Bible Church of Hayward, please consider this a formal invitation to spend Sundays with us. 11 a.m. is the worship service, 10 a.m. if you would like to join us for Sunday school. And don't forget, Friday evenings at 8 p.m., we have enjoyed a marvelous time of studying God's Word with brothers and sisters in Christ from a variety of churches all over the Bay Area. That's at 8 p.m. Friday evenings. For directions and more information, simply stop by our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Or give us a call, 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're looking for a copy of today's program, you can either contact us by phone or mail. Send $5 and we'll get a CD out to you. Or stop by grace-bible.com and download the audio file for free. The address, if you're writing to us, is 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. 94541 is our zip code. And one final note as we conclude our time together today. We're able to come to you daily here on KFAX because of friendships and partnerships with people such as you who see the value of this ministry. Now, while it is free to listen to, for us, there is a cost, and we are a listener-supported ministry. No matter the size of your gift, it's greatly appreciated. So would you take a moment and pray about it and then contact us with your gift today? 510-886-9782 is our phone number, or write to us, 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.